Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. Welcome back to the show. I'm always very excited to be with you here because we interview amazing entrepreneurs. Today, we have another one on and we are so excited to be talking to Diana Lockett. Diana Lockett, how are you today? Thanks for taking your time out of the day to join us. Oh, I'm so good. And it's really, truly my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited to have you on and see what wisdom and stories you're going to have to share with the audience. Real quickly, you are a speaker, a transformational leadership coach, a writer, and mindfulness educator, conscious communication specialist, so many different things. Diana, how did you get started in all this? That's a great question. So my first career was as a speech language pathologist. For 32 years, I worked in the school system as a consultant serving nonverbal children. And as such, I was really became zoned in on observing their communication, which was not done verbally, but their nonverbal communication and recognizing what they need to be able to feel safe in their environments so that they can optimize their communication. So fast forward, then about 20 years into that career, I discovered this incredible practice called yoga, which changed my life, helped me unlock a lot of traumas that were locked in my body and feel things that I didn't know I needed to feel. And very quickly became a yoga teacher, opened up my own yoga teacher training academy, which was, I'd always had a small private practice in speech pathology. So I've been an entrepreneur for my entire career, like 35 years now. But I started this yoga teacher training program. I had to create curriculum. I had to get the curriculum approved by the U.S. regulation body and started training people. And um, that accelerated very quickly into doing spiritual and personal development coaching because not everybody goes on their yoga mat, but everybody needs these teachings, which is life affirming teachings, learning how to trust, learning how to find self-confidence, learning how to fall in love with your life. And so started doing coaching, ended up getting on stages. People liked the messages that I was sharing, invited me to podcasts, and then eventually opened up four yoga studios, wrote five compilation books, and I'm launching my first solo book. So it's been a, a long journey of an end, like adding to with everything that I do now, really pointing towards conscious leadership with the understanding that we're all leaders. And the question is, what are we leading in any given moment? Is it ourselves? Are we leading others? Are we leading a classroom? And are we leading with awareness and kindness? Yeah, absolutely. I love that and that you found your work through this way. The language piece is so important to me because I'm a firm believer that the words that you use dictate the sort of life that you lead. As a coach for other people, how do you help them recognize their patterns of language? And what are some of the most useful ways that you've seen you can help people to catch themselves in that moment of self-talk and help to redirect to what they want instead of what they're used to? Yeah, what a great question. We have so many habits and all of our habits, many of our habits and many of our beliefs, including the way that we communicate, was implanted in us when we weren't looking. 
right? This is how we develop all these unconscious patterns that were given to us and passed on from generations and generations. And now I don't want to lay blame because everybody does it because they don't know any different until someone sits down and listens to a conversation like this and says, well, there is a different way to do this. I can change the way that I believe about the things in the world and myself and the way that I interact with myself and with others. So it requires a willingness, a recognition that change can be possible and a willingness to create change. As a speech language pathologist, my ear is very finely tuned to language. And so I love that you brought that up. That question lit me up because it is one that went, it doesn't matter who I'm coaching, where I'm at, who I'm consulting or mentoring, language is always the one thing that I listen, really tune into and not just what people say, but what they don't say. There's a lot in the energetic reading of what they don't say. But if we focus specifically on the words that we use, most people will use the word you when they mean to say I. So that projection, that projection, I'll give an example for your listeners in case they don't know what I mean. When you go to the store and there's such a lineup and you can't find a parking spot, it's so frustrating. And I would say to my clients, I didn't have that experience. Do you mean you want to own that as an I? So when I go to the store or when I went to the store, so it's really powerful to speak really I rather than from the you, which is like you said, a projection and giving your power away. So that's the number one is I listen for people's use of I versus you. Now, the interesting thing is when one starts practicing that, you start hearing it in everybody else. And what I suggest is just focus on yourself and put little sticky notes around the places where you communicate with the word I or a picture of an eye, like an eye on the face. The other communication pattern that people very commonly have in North America is they say just It's just me. I just wanted to add. I just want to say one more thing. And just is minimizing what's going to follow it. There is no just about it. Anything that you have to communicate is super valuable. So those are two key words that I listen for. And then the other thing I help people do is to recognize what communication they're not sharing. We call them withholds. What are they not sharing that's creating tension in themselves or in the relationship? It could be relationship with parent, with child, with spouse, with employee, with employer. So often we're afraid to share our truth because we think it's going to impact something negatively. When really, when we can speak our truth from a place of relaxed, inspired knowing and action, then the other person can receive it from that place. It's not weaponizing and it's not villainizing. It's not blaming. It's simply very clear. So those are three things that I think are really important for us all to remember for communication. Speak from the I, take away the just, and share the withholds before they become so tense in your own body that it impacts your relationship in a really detrimental way. Those are all great points, and I'm so glad you shared them with us. I'm a little bit of a nerd on the linguistic stuff myself, so I really appreciate that. And it just goes back to how much your words actually matter. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about your book. Tell us about The Call to Freedom. So The Call to Freedom is a seven-year writing journey that I've been on. I actually originally planned to write this book in 2014 and 2015, and it was going to be called The Universe Has Your Back. Gabby Bernstein released that book in 2016, and I've since (laughs) sent her a message and said, thank you, of course, that needed to come through you, and this is my book. And so The Call to Freedom, Heal Your Pain, Awaken Your Loving Presence is a loving memoir of my life that takes me from my pain and trauma to freedom and loving presence. 
And throughout it all, I share my story, the very vulnerable parts of my story. So I am sitting here with a lot of vulnerability hits right now. And I also share a lot of spiritual and life coaching strategies so that whatever your experiences have been of your life, there you being the listener, there are strategies to be able to help you along to be able to see and experience and feel your life from a different perspective. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you about an experience that you had and one that we talked a little bit about before we actually started recording this episode. And we were talking about how as an entrepreneur, the journey isn't that straight line. It's a lot of ups (laughs) and downs. And you've had a number of businesses. You've been at the highs and you've been in the valleys and now you're back better than ever. Can you share for other entrepreneurs what it's like going through the process and finding yourself and growing throughout it and knowing that it's not always going to have the way you think, but the ending or the transition is so worth it? Yeah. So this is chapter six, seven, and eight in my book. I talk about this experience in my life where I was an entrepreneur as a speech language pathologist. That was pretty easy for me. I never even had a website. I didn't advertise. Clients just came to me and it was pretty effortless. And then when I started my yoga teacher training program, that was pretty effortless as well because I was teaching people were attracted to what I was sharing. Then I opened up and I built out with my own money, two yoga studios So building them out from scratch, which means like plumbing and digging into the ground and putting in showers and bathrooms, it was hot yoga. And through it all, I kept hearing this message. If you build it, they will come. Field of Dreams from that movie with Mm -hmm. Kevin Costner. I kept hearing that. People were literally peeking into the door weeks before we opened saying, are you open yet? Are you open yet? And we're full of painters and scaffolds. Of course, we're not opened yet. (laughs) And the day that we opened the first studio, in the first four hours, we made $40,000. I had spent $80,000 of my own money from my retirement pension to build it out. So it was very affirming. I knew that's what I was meant to do. I loved it. I built community. It's my favorite thing to do. I became an ambassador for Lululemon. If your listeners don't know Lululemon, just look at any yoga experience and you'll see Lululemon everywhere. And I was an ambassador for Lululemon. I was teaching 100 people plus from stages for them. Life was really high. And We started having, we being my husband and I at the time, started having some financial difficulties because we had studios that were in very high retail locations with very high leases. We paid our teachers the best of any teachers in the greater Toronto area, which is where the studios were. And eventually our expenses started to exceed our income. And my husband's solution at that point was to open up another studio and then open up another studio. And I went along with it. I can't blame him because I take personal responsibility for my life. But we opened up a few other studios. We invested some money with a friend who I'm putting friend in quotations, who had an investment business, who was going to help us out to make sure we had adequate cash flow. I didn't understand any of this. And yet I went along and I signed it. Long story short, four studios opened in two years, four studios closed in two years. And it was really difficult. And it ended up leading because we had so much of our personal assets, which was quite a bit attached to the studios, ended up having to lead to an inevitable bankruptcy, personal bankruptcy, which because of my income level took me seven years, like over two years to pay off and seven years to clear. The lesson in that, I want to say, I want to share this because there's a lesson in that, like slow and steady wins the race slow and steady like we did too much too fast my gut told me 
that's not okay. That's too fast. That's too much. I don't really want to work that hard. And to be honest, I don't ever want to work that hard in life. I don't believe that we're here to work that hard. I think we're here to enjoy life. And working that hard means that something is not aligned in your vision, in your intention, in the reality of what it is that you're wanting to put into the world. So it's taken me 10 years to recover, like to fully recover, where I now am back on my feet and for the last four years have been doing really well, have been back to contributing into the world, but I don't have the heavy expenses of of like physical studios with the overhead. Everything that I do is either virtual or I travel and I go to stages. So it's a little bit less of a demand on me in terms of remember, I don't want to work as hard. I don't want to have to pay $10,000 a month for studios. That was very expensive. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it just, it was, it's all been a learning experience. What I would do differently is I would totally slow it down. I would slow down my intention. I would slow down my expectations and I would start to follow a little bit more the impulses inside me instead of denying, wait a second, that doesn't feel right. And I didn't listen to that. Yeah, that's an easy thing, I think, for so many entrepreneurs to do because you have two minds about it, right? On one hand, you want the business to do amazing and you want to touch as many people's lives as possible. So you focus on that growth so hard. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, you can lose the balance in your life and miss out on what's important and all of those things. So it's it's a real fine line to have to walk. And moving to the online space as you can make those things all just a lot easier because it does cut down your overhead very significantly. Absolutely. And I really believe you said it, Chris, balance is the key. And so many people go into business and entrepreneurs go into business and they want to work hard, 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 build it for 10 years and then sell it, make their millions or multi-millions and retire. There's 10 years of your life that you've, and there's a saying in the spiritual world that if you wait for tomorrow to be happy, tomorrow's always, your happiness is always going to be tomorrow. It's never going to be now. So how do we find that balance? How do you find the practices every day that allow you to feel in service, doing your work, getting done what needs to get done? Because if I did nothing, nothing would get done. It is up to me to run my business. And and yet every day I do have practices that help me to stay healthy, balanced, keep my life in check and in perspective and make sure that ego is that part of me that's so driven and my ego can be really big so driven, so want to make a difference, want to do so much in the world. And yet I need to like, give her a little, little tap into the back seat to say, you're here to serve me. I'm here to serve the world. Absolutely. Diana, I appreciate you sharing that vulnerability with us and that story. I know that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Now, what I want to ask you about is if you could tell us, okay, so imagine that your business is a hose and the cash flow in your business is the water that flows through the hose. And as we know, garden hoses can get those awful kinks. They get knotted over themselves and then the flow slows to a trickle. So in your business, what is the thing cutting off the flow? The number one issue. I get in my way. When I get in my way, it cuts off the flow. So when I get what that means is that something comes to my, like I really firmly believe, I've said it twice now, I don't want to work so hard. And that means that I have to trust my intuition and I have to trust when things come my way and not resist them. And if something is too hard, in other words, like I'm working too much, it's costing me too much money, I'm not getting the results, I have to trust that's not meant to be. And it's easy for me to make that trust now because I've had the opposite where I lost everything when I didn't trust. So trusting myself is really important. That when I don't trust myself, that hose gets kinked even further. 
And then it becomes very uncomfortable. It creates tension in my system, in my nervous system. It creates tension in my life and in my relationships. So I think it's really important. Do the work, but then receive the feedback. Like the universe, the world, God is always giving you feedback. And feedback is like, how did that go today? Did that go great? If not, what could have been different? If not, what can I put down tomorrow? Maybe I don't need to do that so much. We look at just even marketing. There's so many different strategies for marketing. And everybody's always trying to race to the finish for marketing. I don't think there is a finish for marketing. Marketing is just like being present and talking about your business in whatever way feels right for you. And some people can spend millions of dollars on marketing. I don't spend a lot on marketing, but I'm very engaged with my clients. And I really love when I serve them, they serve me. Absolutely. That's such a great point. You can spend all the dollars on the world in marketing and you can get a return or not get a return. But in the end, what really works the best, and I'm sure you know this inside of your business, is building up those relationships with the people that you serve and doing what you love to do, which is helping other people find and fulfill their purpose in life, which I really secretly think is what all entrepreneurs are doing behind the scenes. It's so much more difficult. It takes more time. It takes a little bit more more energy. The risks of so many more risks to be an entrepreneur than to go work for someone else. So you have to love what you do. You have to enjoy what you do. And it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. Love what you're doing. Absolutely. I agree. And speaking of loving what you're doing, what is one thing you'd really love to do inside of your business this year? When you look back at the end of the year, what's one accomplishment you'd love to have under your belt? I have, I, it's interesting. I'm launching this book and I don't have an expectation for this book. This book I know is going to have its own momentum and energy. It's a movement. There's a Facebook group now called, it's called, Are You Ready for the Call? And it's the call to freedom. I really believe this book is going to find its own momentum and I don't have an agenda for it. But what I do have is a very lofty goal, a goal to bring health and wellness into the education system. And I want to impact 2 million kids this year with healthy leadership skills. Now, in order to do that, I can't do it by myself. I've worked in the school system. I have so many people that have called me and I've trained in one school board alone, 800 secretaries, hundreds of administrators, thousands of teachers. That's just one school board in Ontario. So I need people's help. If I'm going to help kids, I need people to help me help the kids. And what I do is I do leadership training with the administrators, teachers, and secretaries. And then through that training, I help them to learn how to understand themselves their brain, their body, their nervous system, so that they could learn to self-regulate and they then become the co-regulators for these kids, whatever age the kids are, so that no kid walks in and someone says to them, calm down. Because the reality is if a kid needed to calm, wanted to calm down, they would, but in the moment they can't. So what they need is the adult to be that co-regulator. So that's my mission for this year. By the end of this year, I want to impact 2 million kids. And I know I'm not going to be able to work directly with 2 million kids, but I can work with enough staff that will then impact 2 million kids. And that's my big goal for this year. That's an amazing goal and so needed in this world. Just thank you so much for doing that. That's super cool. Yeah, it it brings me a lot of joy to do that. It really makes me feel alive. And I love it when I do work directly with kids as well. And whether it's kids or adults, I love it when I see people come in and they're, they're like little balls of stress and tension and they take everything on so hard and so deeply. And then by the end of literally a 15, 20 minute practice with me, like we've talked about it. I talk about the nervous system. I'm a neuroscience geek. So I talk about that. I talk about the communication coming back full circle. How do you talk about yourself? How do you talk about others? How do you talk about your life? What words are you using that's creating your reality? 
And, and then we come into practice and the practice is all about softening the nervous system and softening into life with the knowing that this moment right now is your life. And I'm speaking to the listeners right now. This moment is your life. And how do you want to experience this moment? Do you want to be running around with your head chopped off like a chicken and just like stressed? Or can you access life from a more relaxed, inspired state that will actually allow you to be more productive? And this is evidence-based. And that's what I do with leaders, consultants, educators. Yeah, that's absolutely so empowering. There are just so many of us who didn't get that suite of skills from the people we're around as we grew up or didn't get all of the skills. And just knowing the different practices you can do to help you definitely makes your life easier. And then in turn, will help the children to also have those skills and to continue to push them forward into the future for others. That's absolutely great. Okay, now I want to ask you about what financial freedom looks like for you. So let's say you have reached a point in your business where you can step away from any and all operations when and if you choose. All of the money you need to cover all of your expenses is coming in and you've got plenty left over to do the things that you love. How are you spending your time and what does that look like for you? Time is the key. Time is just the most important thing to me. And every day I schedule time for myself. So walking, yoga, hiking, skiing, whatever I feel like doing in that day. And then I have a small team that works behind the scenes and they're more and more I'm putting like they're covering a lot of stuff for me. So what I imagine is that I don't know if there would come a time where I wouldn't be physically present in my business because I love what I do so much. And yet, yeah, for me, financial freedom is having the freedom to work when I want to step away when I want to have really tender moments with my family and to travel. Awesome. Where are your top two travel destinations you haven't been to yet, but would love to go to? Great question. I want to go to Indonesia. I've gone to Thailand, but that's the only place in that area, in that region. I want to go to Indonesia. And believe it or not, I am so close and I want to go to Hawaii. I've not been to Hawaii yet. And yet I'm on the West Coast of Canada. I moved there from the East Coast and I haven't gone to Hawaii yet. You're trying to get to those warm beaches from Canada, aren't you? Always. <laughs> I totally feel you on that. I got tired of cold weather forever and now just live by the beach so I don't ever have to deal with it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do that six months of the year. I still actually really love winters. I love skiing. So uh-huh. I would love to be, I would love to have complete flexibility to come and go as I please. That's that's my wish. Absolutely. Sounds amazing. Now, for anybody who wants to find out more about the book or what you do, interested in your services, where is the best place for them to go to do that? Thank you. Yes. So my website, dianalockett.com has a contact me. And on that website, I list how I serve corporations and how I serve education and then how I serve one-to-one. And then dianalockett.com backslash book is where you'll be able to pre-order my book or order my book and be able to receive. I've put together a journal companion for my book for people to journal some of the prompts and questions that I have in it. So they can go to the, if they order through the website, you'll be able to get some of those bonuses. Amazing. Diana, it's been great to have you on. I loved hearing everything you've got going on and to share your business with our audience. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for taking the time out of your day and hopping on the podcast with me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. And if you were listening to this and you enjoyed, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet. And you can also leave us one of those five-star reviews. It helps us out a ton to get the word out to more amazing entrepreneurs like our guest today, Diana Lockett. And if you are an online entrepreneur like she is and would love to come share your story with us just like she did here today, please go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com.
And we would love to talk to you about your business journey. Diana, thank you so much. Thank you. Everybody else, we will see you next time. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.